Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates, hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and nothing could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Taking Stock. This is the first episode me and Mr. DPZ have done of Taking Stock in over a month now. Dennis, Mr. DPZ, Mr. PC with DPZ. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, you know, having a... It's been a nice little break, but I, I'm ready to dive in and, and talk about the hobby and uh, have a, a great conversation with you and, and all the wonderful folks that like to chime in on the chat. Well, welcome to everybody. This is episode 13 of Taking Stock. We are live streaming to the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel. We are live streaming to the Sports Card Dad YouTube channel, and we are live streaming to the Melting Wax Podcast YouTube channel. That is Dennis's new channel on youtube his very own platform be sure to subscribe dennis melting wax podcast is that right it's, it's actually melted wax podcast but it does say melting for now the logo says melted wax thank you uh ephus uh, pitch for the the awesome logo art and the banner uh very much appreciate his assistance there but yeah it's melted wax podcast brand new go subscribe check it out uh we try to drop some content there still doing the weekly show with dustin on on the sports dad network and do a monthly thing with with you here jeremy and then some stuff with filmington so yeah good stuff lots of good stuff going on yeah we started taking stock uh several months ago back in like april or may our, our original intention was to do it every second tuesday but we have really resigned to the fact that we're going to do it when we are when we have a topic and when we're up for it when we want to do it but hopefully we'll do it once a month at least we enjoy doing the show together we enjoy the, the multiple audiences that we have. So again, welcome everybody to the show. Tonight's topic, as you can see below us, influencer 
integrity. And Dennis, you know, you introduced the topic. Uh, you introduced it for this episode. Why don't you just kind of, uh, you know, maybe start with your opening comments? Sure. So uh, I had a video that uh, I, th- I threw out on the Melted Wax, Melted Wax podcast talking about integrity, influencer integrity. I've had some conversations with some friends of mine in the hobby about what that means. Um, I think the, f- the first thing I'd want to say is let's define the in- in- integrity versus accountability. I think it's important to define those, those two things. Um, when I think about um, accountability, that's like, you know, you, you make a mistake, you do something wrong, whether you're caught or not, whether you're the one who brings it up or whether you, it, you're, you're found out, um, you make people whole, you make it right, you admit your mistakes and you move on. That's being accountable to your actions, accountable to um, other people that it may have uh, impacted. Um, so that's accountability, in my opinion. And it works the same way in, in society, in a sense, you know, you're accountable for your actions, you're accountable for what you do integrity is a whole different thing. Integrity doesn't really allow you, 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 integrity guides you and dictates whether you even go there in the first place, whether you even make that mistake in the first place. And I feel like having that integrity and and it being strong and firm in what you do and everything you say, I think is critical and important. And it doesn't, it it shouldn't allow you to make those decisions. You should be thinking about how those decisions are going to impact your audience, the people that listen to you, your friends, the people that associate with you or you associate with, or you represent. All those things matter in my opinion. So I think when you talk about integrity and influencer integrity, the thing that I thought about, not so much about, okay, all the mistakes that people have made and let's just burn them down and and all of that. What bothered me and what I wanted to talk about was the how disappointing it is and, and un, unfortunate it is we're losing people from the hobby that have made a mistake. I'm not condoning the mistakes. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm, I'm just I'm speaking to the fact that it's one less voice now. And every time this happens, there's one less voice. Now, you know, everything, every one of these situations is different. So you can't measure it all the same way. But I think in general, it, you know, the latest situation, um, that to me was, it, it bothered me. There's a one less voice because when I talk, I'm a small potatoes guy talking about cards on, on the internet, but I know I have a lot of family and friends that are asking me about cards that are talking to me about cards that weren't talking to me about cards before I got back involved and started talking about them myself, sending me, you know, is this a good card getting into cards? Their kids are buying cards. The point is there's conversations being had. People are being reached. Even if it's one or two people, less people doing that is not a good thing for the hobby in my opinion. So are we too harsh is that why people want to leave? Is it because of other things? I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but I do believe if it's because people are concerned about the wrath they're going to get, that to me is is sad and it's it's disappointing. And I don't think it's good for the hobby, my personal opinion. Yeah, great opening comments. And I pretty much agree with everything you said. You, you, you know, you were you started off by describe defining the differences between integrity and accountability. And as I'm as you're speaking to it, I'm thinking to myself, you know, like. Where does walk in the walk, talk in the talk? If you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And I think part of that is is integrity. Vintage Card Collector, I think, puts it really well right here. Integrity equals doing the right thing when no one is watching. The funny thing about our hobby is that oftentimes you are are acting when people are not watching. Or you don't think they're watching, but then you find out later that ah, people might be watching slash investigating and, and really trying to find out what's going on behind the scenes. There is um, there's a level of transparency that we like in the hobby. We want there to be in the hobby, especially when it comes to bidding on eBay. Transparency is really important so that we know that these are legitimate 
transactions. We know that these transactions are being paid for. You know, there are people out there who are trying to legitimize these things, like data tools and so forth. And um, but it's it's a tough it's a tough balance. It's a tough act. There are all sorts of forces working with and against uh, services like that. So I think I think Vintage puts it really well. You're doing the right thing when no one is watching. And if right. you if you are doing that, I think you're going to you're going to sleep well at night knowing that there's really nothing, there's no low hanging fruit out there for someone to pick off on you and, uh, and then try to uh, damage your reputation. Right. I want to, I wanted to say a couple of things, Dennis, about what is an influencer? We can talk about what integrity is. Let's talk about what an influencer is right now, because I feel quite strongly that you can be an influencer and not have a, not have a podcast, not have a YouTube channel, you can be an influencer. I believe you are an influencer as soon as you have some sort of critical amount of followers on whatever social media you're on. That might it might be 50, it might be 100, it might be 1000, I don't know. That's not the important thing. The important thing is that you become an influencer as soon as you start sharing your thoughts and opinions publicly. So, we see lots of people with story posts where it's just word after word after word of story posts, right? <laughs> And, you know, I, I some that, that, that you talk about, Ephus Pitch, Signed in Slab, Deep Value Investor, MK Sports Cards. These are influencers. You don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to put your face out there to be an influencer. If you're sharing your thoughts and ideas, you're an influencer in my in my books. And I yeah. believe that people like that, people who, who are putting thoughts and opinions out there without podcast or YouTube channel, should be held to the same standards as any other influencer that is out there. What do you think of that? I do think, I think it's, I think you're, you're all one and the same. I think there's a difference between a content creator and an influencer. There's a question down here. What is the difference between influencer and content creator by Greg Cohn? I hope, I hope I'm saying that right, Greg, yeah, uh, you pronouncing your name, right? That's a good question. And th there is a difference there. I do believe, I think a content creator is someone like you, Jeremy, um, uh, someone like uh, Dustin and, and and others that create create content. I think an influencer is someone that has an opinion and they want to share it, and they either use their stories or their posts or a podcast or anything. It's the 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 point behind they they have an it's like oh gosh it, it to influence someone means you have to have a firm conviction and opinion on said subject to influence anyone on anything. If we're just going to talk about stuff and have, you know, yeah, this could happen, but this also could be the case, but this could also be the case. You know, we're, we're not really firm in how we, what we believe and what we think. I think that's more of just kind of creating a content around hobby. And then, but once you start becoming opinionated and you start having an opinion on any of these things that, that you're convicted about, I think then you kind of cross the line and become an influencer. So yeah, maybe I'm, I'm walking in circles well, a little bit there, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's that much of a difference at all. I tend to agree with Hobby Champs here. Says there is no difference. Content influences, and I think that's, I think that's. So there are content creators who, you know, even even if you're a content creator that all you do is put out videos of your mail days. Well, if you have a following, people are going to watch those videos and they're going to see what you like, and you might influence them. Nothing wrong with that. I get influenced all the time watching people show their pickups. Here we are on an, on an opinion program called Taking Stock. We are out here sharing our thoughts and opinions. I think that makes us influencers. 
this yeah. is this is sports cards. This is a very small niche in the whole scheme of of Instagram and YouTube anyway. So our influence is limited to within our niche, but I think that you need to look at yourself as an influencer if you are sharing thoughts and opinions and tastes uh regardless yeah. of how you're doing it because people will and I've been told that I've that I've caused people to start a hawk, start collecting hockey. I've had people DM me over the years saying, your podcast got me into collecting hockey. Love it. Thanks. So I, I guess I've influenced that collecting behavior, but I'm not, I'm not out here telling people what to buy. I'm sharing what I like when I do the, that type of content. So I, I think, I think that um, Greg's question, there is really no difference. There is no, unless nobody's watching. If you're a content creator that nobody's watching, I don't think you're influencing anybody. If a tree falls in a forest, is anybody here? That kind of thing. If anyone's listening, consuming your content, you have the ability to influence them. And then there's degrees of influencer, obviously, right? You've got the Gary V's of the world who are super influencers. And then you got us in sports cards who are mini influencers. Uh, I think that's a, I think that, that kind of makes some sense. Richard here says all content creators are influencers. Not all influencers are content creators. I think that's, I think what Richard's saying is what I was trying to say is not everybody who creates content has this, you know, passion about what some folks are just reporting the news. Some folks are just kind of giving, you know, here's what's going on. It's, it's like the new, when you watch the news and there's going to be probably a lot of, you know, just dissension on this topic, but they're usually just giving you a story and here's what's going on. They're not supposed to have an opinion, right? That's technically what it's supposed to be. Like when you have a talk radio show, like a Rush Limbaugh or a or Howard Stern or all these different people, these people have opinions. They're very convicted in what they think. So they're influencers, in my opinion. So some of that content is like that and some of it's not. But for the sake of argument, yes, I think most people with sports cards are influencers because most collectors are very firm in their opinions on how things should be. I think we grow and we evolve and all that, but I think most of us, and that could change too, but at least in moments of time, we're convicted about how we feel about these certain things. So the point is, if you're going to be a content creator and you're going to speak with authority, with an opinion about a said subject, you you can't, it's really, you got to be careful because if you make a mistake and it's about said subject, regarding said subject, I think then you become, then you lose that, that you lose that integrity, that, that, that ability to speak to that subject and people will go, well, I can't listen to that person talk about that anymore because they've made this mistake. Now, I, I'm, I want to be in the camp of like, but how do we recover from that though? Does, why does that have to be the death nail for, for someone who's talking about cards out loud? Why does that have to be the death nail? That's, I guess, my opinion. I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but is there a place where we can have some compassion to invite that person back into the room and go, hey, you know, yes, maybe this particular topic will be difficult to gain, you know, credibility with, but there's so many other things you could talk about. I mean, I don't know. I feel like just this like baby out with the bathwater mentality, people have to just cut and go, you know, that's unfortunate in my opinion. So that's kind of the, that's, that's the, that's really the focus around this topic or the conversation that I want to, that's the focus for me is why do we, why does people just disappear? I think, you know, you mentioned compassion. It's a, it's an, I think it's an important quality for people to have. I, I like, I like people with compassion. I feel like I'm a compassionate person and I think that the one of the one of one of the kind of the environment that we're in is that as soon as you show compassion publicly in this hobby towards somebody who has who has violated a hobby norm, 
you are now going to be targeted as well by whomever you're going to receive right. DMs saying, how could you, how could you condone this? Well, people oftentimes hear what they want to hear, read what they, 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 they project what they feel and think onto what you might have said. And they, they twist it. Mm-hmm. It's not actually what you said that that happens all the time. I'm used to that by now. It's that's just par for the course, but it, but compassion, I think we, we can have some compassion. Uh, it, it does depend on the severity of the crime. I'm not going to have compassion for some things out there. I will have right. compassion for other things. Agreed. Well. Agreed. Yeah, no, agreed. I'm not coloring everything with a broad brush here. I'm just right. I know. talking yeah. about certain things. Yeah, of course. Bob Boozle here says, if you have a brand, you're an influencer. I agree with that. And I think if you have a recognizable brand, and the other thing about that is that, again, your brand can be your Instagram icon, your your Instagram uh, avatar, the what 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 APHIS pitch designed for you and is designed nice ones for a lot of people. You know, that is your, that is partially your brand. As soon as you get a logo for your Instagram, you are, you are now flirting with being an influencer, especially if you're going to share your pickups and share your thoughts and opinions on things going on in the hobby. Homer's here says a lot of folks like me, that post PC purchases and flip sales, but generally don't share opinions. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a, a low, low impact influence because you could still have influence, but you're not, you know, because people are seeing the cards that you are buying and that is going to expose them to ideas like, Oh, that's awesome. I showed some, some gallery of heroes stained glass cards on my Instagram last week. Mm-hmm. And I, I had three or four people reach out and go, those are awesome. I'm going to go grab one. Well, I've influenced them to yeah. spend $18. So I'm not going to feel bad about it. You know, I'm not right. telling them to go buy it, the, the flavor of the week quarterback or NBA rookie. So, it is a bit right. different um, that way for sure. Uh, JG here says they disappear after their pump and dump is complete. Yeah, those are like temporary uh, influencers, right? They're in the hobby. They pump, they dump, they leave. They were never in the hobby in the first place. They just came to make a buck. I think that's uh, a little bit different. We're more because they weren't hobbyists. We're, we're here talking about hobbyists. I believe, Dennis, that's what I feel like we're focusing on is people who are lifelong hobbyists that that are also influencers in their day-to-day hobby activity i i believe that's uh kind of the thing but but jg makes a good point like these are influencers too they come they do damage and they leave well and i think you know you see this there's a there's a quite i saw it with uh the therapist issue people were trashing jeremy for treating rob like a human being and hobby champs unfortunately the times we live in mostly just anonymous troll burner accounts that is true um, but the following statement does kind of hit even hurt it, it, the, the that really st- it sets the tone. The thing that stung the most is that the therapist is the hypocrisy between his content and his actions. And I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with how that can harm the trust somebody might have with someone talking about certain things. And if they sort of kind of break that, that, that rule, right? I get that. And I'm sure he feels that way. I haven't spoken to him. I don't know him like that. But I, I, you know, based on the, the one conversation, I, and I had a really good one with him, and the one time I, I, sh- I we had a show together, um, it, it seems like a, a great guy. Um, but I'm sure he feels that way. I don't feel like, you know, the guy was trying to, you know, pull one over on everybody. But, you know, I don't know his heart. I'm not in his head. I don't know. But even so, I, I understand, and that's what I was kind of alluding to when I've, when I've spoken about it before, there is a very thin line and you make a mistake, you do something you shouldn't do integrity wise, of course. Yeah. You're, you're going to get some of that and it's, it's going to be deserved. You're going to get it. I get that. I understand. I think everybody understands that, but how far do we go? You know, and, and there's some comments in here saying you can come back if he wants, he's the one who just left. 
And these people are the ones that just left. Can, can they come back? I mean, to me, I would love to see people be able to, to come back in some capacity. Are they doing a bunch of what shows? You, are they? T- I don't know. What do you think of this comment? Anony says, if sports card therapist is shill bidding on cards, uh, which, uh, and it, it wasn't shill bidding. Like it, there was a, a unique, dis- a, ver- a very distinct difference between what he did and shill bidding. But I think people are just using that term uh, out of convenience. So I get it. What makes you think he's doing his credentials as a, th- his, his th- therapist credentials are legitimate? I mean, you know, oh, that, that's, a, that's a, I think that's just an absolute ridiculous comment. I, th- I think I don't go just, there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's, I mean, uh, I, I, po- I posted a story um, right after it happened, kind of talking about how we need to be careful. We, we have to operate with integrity. Anybody who wants to talk a lot about cards, you got to be thinking about, you know, your actions and what you do. And it just should, shouldn't really be a problem anyway. And then somebody said, this sounds like something that a shill bidder would say that feels guilty about shill bidding. I'm like, and I thought about it. I was like, no, that's not the point at all. But I thought like, how in the world would I even be able to defend myself against someone even thinking I did that? How, how do you even defend yourself from that? It's actually kind of ridiculous if you think about it. Like, there's no real way you just people have to just trust you right which is kind of a scary thing on both sides of it right the speculation really uh gets going once a once a person of public uh is caught doing something wrong then the speculation begins as to what else have they done wrong and every move they make is then you know indicative of what they're hiding and that and hey in many cases that's the fact that's what's going on behind the case um, here, a couple comments. Greg Cohn says, the problem is there are some that only want to see a mistake as a purposeful mislead, and that sets the mob mentality into action that leads to the new breaking news. It's mm. hard to come back from that. E- exactly true. Exactly yeah, true. true. Ace Baseball Card says, the hobby is pretty poor at giving second chances to people. However, I think a lot of that is due to how much real scamming happens on a place like Facebook buy sell groups. Yeah, another, like that's the thing. It's I, I think that's uh, those are I think those are pretty good points uh, right there, right there. Brent Deep Value says, I wish so. I wish he just would have apologized to who he harmed and made it right financially and said he wouldn't do it again and move on. He did all those things, by the way, in his apology video. He did apologize to who he harmed. He did offer to make it right financially. And he did say he wouldn't do it again and didn't do it before. He did also move on. He moved off. He moved off of social media. Yeah. Uh, I really don't believe the hobby is better without him, says Brent. And uh, I mean, yeah, he did. Uh, you know, Rob made a lot of really good content that a lot of people enjoyed. Um, this isn't just meant to be about sports card therapists. That's not what this is about. This is about this is Den- when Dennis introduced the topic uh, to me earlier. He really said, like, you know, when something like this happens, should you be chased from the hobby? Are you no longer welcome in the hobby? Is no. it a one strike and you're out hobby? Depending or, on what you do, but no, I don't think so. Depending on what you do. So yeah. we can, you know, okay. So um, bidding on your own cards, true shill bidding, bidding on your own cards to run up the price on the uh, on the eventual winner. If you do that once, is that worthy of being out of the hobby should you be out of the hobby and i'm asking the question to the chat i i'm i know what i think i'm not a fan of shill bidding i don't shill bid just don't shill bid does it mean you should be out of the hobby forever if you're caught shill bidding that i don't know exactly how i feel i'd want to talk to the person i'd want to see if they are ever going to do it again and maybe i'm naive to think that they won't but 
I, you know, shill bidding is, is bad. Not paying for an eBay auction. Not good. Obviously. Is that worthy of being struck out of the hobby? One chance and you're out counterfeiting cards and trying to pass them off at card shows, fake Michael Jordan rookies, fake, um, passing off counterfeit hundred dollar bills at a card show. Should that get you out of the hobby? If you get caught doing that, stealing a card at a card show, should that, you know, you put your hand into the showcase when the dealer's not looking, you take it, you run off or you walk or you walk away. Have all of these violations that I've just outlined, do they all, are they all deserved of the same punishment and, and repercussions? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be real honest right now. There was a part of me when I, it just, there was a part of me when, when that all went down, not because I'm guilty of anything at all. I've done nothing. I can guarantee that. Wish I could prove it in some way. I'd prove it in a five seconds, but I have way too much to lose. I've got a professional career. I represent stockholder. I, I have a lot to lose and it is not worth, it is not worth it. And I think you and I talked earlier today, like, you know, there's, there's a big gap. There's a big hole now to fill it. There's, there's a, there's a, a voice in the hobby. Had a, had a, had a good, had a show and had, had a lot of folks listening to him. Um, and now that's gone. There's a void there. There's a lot of people that are putting out great content so that I'm not worried about that, but you know, it is, there's a void there. And you say, Hey, you know, somebody can step up. Like who wants to do that? Why would you want to step in, into, I would, I would, I want to be as small as possible. To be honest. Like I don't want a ton of followers. I don't want a ton of people hanging on my every word. I, I, I think it's dangerous. I've always felt, I felt that way. When I was younger, I wanted to be this rock star. I am a musician, I'm a songwriter, and I'm a passionate person. So I wanted it. And as time came on and went on, I saw how people get dragged down for every little thing. I just like, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to have my family. I want it quiet. I only recently just decided to start talking about sports cars because I love it. I'm passionate about it. And I've kind of been very careful about how I've done it. But, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I think it's, there's too much to lose. And the, the other's a comment in here. Someone, someone in this video is talking about, you know, at some point they'll come after you in real life. If you, you know, you got to pull stuff down, you got to get out of here because you're going to, for what? Like you're going to get fired from your job because you didn't pay for a, a, an eBay. Like well, I find but, that but, that's just ridiculous. But he, he's right about that though. That's what happens. That does happen in the world of the internet today. It, it happens, you know, it's, I don't think sports cards are important enough for it to happen in, but it does happen uh, out, out there. So Anony, I think is, is right about that. Trader Griffs here says the reason people leave when they get caught doing something is because what they did is only the tip of the iceberg. I don't think that's the case hundred percent of the time. I don't think you can say that with certainty 100% of the time, but I think it's, it is definitely true sometimes, but there are going to be exceptions to that. I, I definitely believe that. Uh, U.S. Sports Card says it's interesting. I don't think just because people have a large YouTube or Instagram presence that they should be treated any different for better or worse than any other person. Yeah, you're right. I think that's a that's a true comment to me, too. The problem is, is that people who are putting themselves out there are that's what the term is. You're putting yourselves out there. We are putting ourselves out there, which puts us in the line of risk because we are more yeah. prone to be attacked by right. a private collector hobbyist who isn't putting themselves out there and not putting not taking as, as much risk i i just think that you know I, I don't care people can disagree with us and we have to say we don't have to agree on everything we talk about that's fine if disagreement healthy disagreement is just fine you can think i'm an idiot i don't really care 
But when you when you start thinking about your livelihood being at stake, when we're talking about sports cars, and I can at least up to this point, I can happily say I've never accepted, I've never received one dime for anything I've done up to this point for content and sports cars. I've no, and there's nothing against that. You know, I'm just doing this for fun, volunteering, having a good time. And it's I, to me, it's an escape. I love it. It's great. These relationships are wonderful. But and, and people can do it in all different ways. But it's like, that's a risky thing. And I've always thought about that. But I thought about it more now based on how I feel like what the society, some people say, that's, that's the way society is. And you're right. And I'm not saying it's okay to do bad things. I'm not saying that at all. Again, it's just the reaction is like, whoa, like it's like scorched earth. Yeah. So that's not your hundred percent. Wet wipes says what he did was comparable to not counting a few strokes in a game of golf. The hobby is a hobby. Money is just money. Who really cares? The drama is entertaining, but it's cards. Come on, relax. So that's a pretty, uh, pretty lenient position to take that I think is going to come up against a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, pushback, but that's fine. I think wet wipes is, is entitled to that kind of uh, let's take a step back and look at it for what it is. Uh, deep value says fake green PMGs on PWCC. I think it's, I think it's, it's important to say that fake green PMGs in third party grading slabs, the auction companies, unless they have evidence, they're going to go with what, the professional authenticators and grading companies are yeah. saying. So I think the, I think Brent, you're biased against PWCC versus saying fake green PMGs in third-party grading, the leading third-party grading company slabs. I think that's a more balanced sort of comment. Swamp Donkey Off-Grid, just want to say hello. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show and everybody else who we haven't addressed directly. Uh, Joe S says to me and you, Dennis, in our opinions, if Rob didn't get caught, would he have apologized? No, he wouldn't have. That that time lapsed. That time lapsed. We know he wouldn't have because because he didn't. He actually he actually made a comment on the post of the of the eventual owner saying we me and a couple other guys bid on that too. I think that's pretty good evidence that he wasn't going to apologize. Joe goes on to say, "This is my issue. I feel like his apology was a reaction to getting caught and less so a genuine apology." Well. I think it was 100% a reaction to getting caught. I also think, though, that it was a genuine apology. Personally, I think it was a genuine apology. That's just my, my it opinion. Seemed, it seemed like it to me, too. I, I, and I agree Joe finishes by saying the backlash was also a result of this, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that, Joe, as well. Dennis, something to jump in or more comments? Okay. Greg Cohn says influencers no, and content uh, creators are yeah, pretty... oh influencers and content creators are a pretty new genre in the hobby. Is it a social media phenomenon? Was it the COVID shutdown card boom, which led to the growth of influencers? It, you know what it was? And honestly, it was it was a it was a few things. It was more and more people taking to social media. It was the uprise of social media, it was the uprise of Instagram and YouTube, I think, and Twitter, hobby mm -hmm. Twitter. Social Instagram and 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 YouTube. I don't think that uh, I don't know. I, I don't follow the TikTok world so much, but I don't know that there's. I'm sure there's. I'm sure it has its own flavor of drama, uh, influencers and, and content creators there um, as well for sure. Joe Hobby. If someone shows a lack of integrity in something simple like a hobby, how much more likely are they to lack integrity in the bigger parts of life, like life, like career? 
and family tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I mean, again, it depends what we're talking about for lack of integrity. If we're talking about not paying for two eBay auctions and really only two, let's say, not three or four or two dozen, if we're yeah. only if we're saying not paying for two eBay auctions for reasons that made sense to you, even though they don't make sense to everybody else, um, I, I think I think that's a pretty big stretch to take. That that means that they they lack integrity when it comes to their career and family. Um, I think that's a pretty big stretch, but it's also going to be true in some cases. That will also be true in some cases for sure. Sean Red, yeah, this is interesting. It's crazy how many unpaid sales are on websites saying it was sold now making fake jacked up comps. You know, like I sell cards through it through through consignment mm. sellers and. I don't know if I've ever sold a batch where there wasn't an unpaid item. I mean, I think I think sellers need to publish a list of unpaid items and who those unpaid sellers are or those unpaid bidders, who those non-paying bidders are. Uh, uh, the guys from 90s auctions, 90sauctions.com, they, I, as far as I know, are the first auction company who are publicly posting the names and I think geography of non-paying bidders. They did it on their Instagram story last week. They had in the year, they said in our year of business, we finally had our first non-paying bidder. Here's their name. And they are from whatever state they said this, this guy was from. I'm listen, I don't know what sort of privacy violations that may, that, that, that may violate. But if they put that in their terms and conditions and it doesn't violate a privacy law that it would override a term and condition on a website, I love it. I love it. And I would love to see that happen with all consignment sellers who sell everywhere. If it is something that, you know, that is reasonable. I may, I may be missing some things there, but no, that I, to me would eradicate. That fair. would eradicate the issue. You'll, you, now that's you got fair. one and dones because now they, they can't be done. Or, you know, they're going to create new names, new false identities. But eventually, we're going to get rid of most of them, I think. I think. I, th I think so. And I think that's good. I mean, as, as someone who sold cards on eBay like everybody else and have non-payers, that's really frustrating. It's a waste of time. It's it's annoying. And it's, it's yeah, sometimes infuriating. So I get that. I get the frustration. I get how annoying that is and how it can, you know, cause problems. And in the comps you know, the comp issue is, is a major issue because now you're setting these comps and, you know, but thankfully I think everybody's getting hip to that. I think obviously as a hobby, we're aware of that. So we're looking out for that. I don't know, card ladder, they work hard to make sure, you know, they're the vetting stuff best they can. Um, and uh, I don't know, Chris spoke to that a little bit on, on a show. I think that, uh, you got, people are getting wiser about auctions too. I know that I, I don't do auctions very often anymore. It's rare. I do it unless it's a very special card. I can't find anywhere else. I don't touch an auction. It's always a best offer. Negotiate with the seller. You know, I try to find the price that makes sense. Go to a hobby store, whatever it may be. Auctions are scary to me for that very reason. It's just like, eh. um, and I send my cards to you know somewhere else to be sold. I consign them to sell now, so I don't deal with my eBay store because of all the non-payment stuff. But so you, you get smart. You kind of get you can you find a new way, a different way, so it doesn't affect you as much. Um, but I think there's different. You know, alt doesn't they they cross out the sale if it's not paid. And I know other people are, are starting to get hip to that PWCC. A lot of folks. So I think the hobby is sort of adjusting to that, but you're right. I think if it was if people were posted, like, yeah, I mean, that would disc discourage the person from doing it. I would let everybody know who's selling cards to stay away from these particular people and buyers. Yeah. 
Papa Jim says, uh, back to the influencers doing content. They need to try and remember back when they had started and had zero followers. It seems like the larger they get, their content gets worse to me. I think I think that's probably true for, for some content creators yeah. out there. Um, hopefully it's not true for all of them. But let's talk about let's talk about putting on a fake front for a moment because yeah. you can yeah. look at Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, YouTube accounts, and some of these follower accounts may not make much sense to you. Some follower accounts might not make much sense. That I, I have come across a few in, in the past little while where I, I look at I look at a an Instagram account. And I think to myself, how does this person already have 17,000 followers on Instagram, 12,000? They kind of just came out of nowhere as an influencer or as a voice in the hobby. And they got 13,000 followers already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on Instagram, it's pretty easy to spot somebody who's bought 10,000 followers. And I can tell you, there's at least three well-known names and i'm not naming it i'm not coming i'm not going to name anybody here you guys you're gonna have to figure this out for yourself but there are at least three that i've noticed that have pretty big followings some loud voices and i guarantee you of their eleven thousand seven hundred followers i pulled that number out of the thin air 1700 are maybe legitimate Ten thousand are, are bought of their sixteen thousand five hundred followers ten thousand are bought maybe 6500 are re, are legitimate And I wonder why people do that because on Instagram, it's so transparent. You scroll down far enough past the the few real followers and you're going to see all these, all these accounts that make no sense that they're following sports card accounts. And you look at one and they're following 8,000 people and they have five followers and it's a girl in bikinis with seven pictures. And that's what it is. (laughs) I found one today. I was like, so, so influencers, Content Sorry. creators. Now, now you can you can be you can want to be a, an influencer. You can fake your way into being a want, and you can probably trick a few people in some pretty high places that can help you out and take you to even bigger places. In which case, it worked. But you're misleading. Now, now my question is: Is that a hobby faux pas? Is that a violation of hobby norms? Yeah, I think so. I think it's. I I don't know. I I. It's all. It I, okay. It, it, I guess it only matters if it matters to the to a, a person in the hobby. I mean, I personally look at that and I go, geez, you know, I, I, I would I want to know that it's true. I want to know the people that are following me are real people that want to follow me, that engage with me. And I engage with a lot of awesome people on Instagram, a lot of great people. And those are those are great people. And, and they're like, I don't look at them as followers or fans or any of that garbage. They're, they're hobby friends. They're people that I associate with my community. It's awesome. I love it. I wouldn't want a bunch of random, you know, I think it's neat. I was talking to somebody else about this um, on a show. We, we were actually joking and we're joking about how, you know, maybe it's going to become a, a bigger deal. Actually, I think it was a DM. I was DM back and forth with somebody, um, a prominent person who actually has quite a few followers to going. I think it's better to have less. I think there's going to be like a, it's going to turn around and flip around where people that have less followers are going to be looked at as more, you know, legitimate and maybe more trustworthy or whatever. It's kind of joking, you know, tongue in cheek, but I think I think it matters. It, it just it's just not it's not authentic. I think it kind of comes back to being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, right. If someone goes on there and looks and says, "All right, this person's trying to position themselves to be someone they're probably not or not yet," right? Um, the fake it till you make it thing doesn't really matter. And it's almost kind of like, okay, you got 
um only this many followers i always joke around i remember like when you know i was doing stuff earlier with cage and andrew you know they didn't have a ton of like followers on insta or on youtube i mean they're they're on the on the other end of the podcast side they're heavy over there you didn't see it so it's like but yet they were super influential they're, they're everywhere everybody knew who they were people listened to them like crazy had a real strong um listening base but the numbers were misleading and there's something about that i kind of like though it's like yeah it's not huge those guys didn't have a massive amount of followers either. And, and they kind of always joked around about it. But I actually thought it was kind of cool to not have as many. You know, I think there's something about that. You know, how many are true um, followers? And you'll see that. And then there's people that try really hard to be relevant in the hobby. And that's what they really want to be. And they really want to do it. And they put a lot of energy and a lot of time into it. Then go for it. You know, you know, be bullish. I mean, do it. And if people yeah. want to listen to them and, and follow them, then awesome. But if, yeah, if you're buying them or you're, you're right, people are going to start looking for that next and they're going to go, wait a second, these aren't even real people. Like this yeah, person exactly. is obviously real. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, Bob Boozle here said, I like how Big Ken handled the therapist thing. That's my friend, but I don't condone what he did. I agree with that comment. That's an older comment. Bink Scott, my biggest concern would be that the guy completely pulled the plug. Was there more to come? Uh, and then also on that same note, uh, Joe Hobby says, why would he shut all of his social media over a non-pay? There's more to the story. Someone doesn't go nuclear unless they are going to self-preservation mode. I think there isn't more to it. I think it's, it's what you say at the end. He's going into self-preservation mode. He doesn't want to deal with all this. Everyone's talking about him. He sees yeah. his face is all over the is all over the YouTube thumbnails. Why would he why would he want to do that? Like it's I believe he's in self-preservation mode. Exactly that. I don't think it's a sign of more things to come. Personally, no. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I just don't think that's what it was. Um, okay. No U.S. Sports Card says, I think our hobby gets outraged about things for a few days and everyone else, then everyone moves on pretty much, but some things won't be forgotten. There are people that love, there are some people that like to pick on something two years after it happened and remind people about it. That, that will happen too. Filmington, what's going on? Says you can change your eBay handle every 30 days. I heard, uh, <laughs> Bob Boozle says engagement, <laughs> engagement matters more than followers. 100% agree with that. Yeah, Tom Newman said, yeah, you laugh at buying fake followers, but it helps you pull girls at the bar. When Dude. you're married with kids like a couple of us out there, that just doesn't help, Bob Boozle. It doesn't really matter. Mid-Atlantic says, to me, if you feel the hobby accounts with fake followers are deceptive, why not perform a public service and name them? I'll tell you why, because rats get bats, Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> That's why. I'm going to leave that to you and your own sleuthing. I am not here to call people hey, I, I got to jump in before. I mean, in, in, in you haven't hit one of them yet, but Bob, Bob Boozle is like, he's dialed in tonight. Some of his stuff, I'm, I mean, you've ever seen me laughing most of the time because I'm reading one of his comments. This they are hilarious. Here? Oh, there's a lot of them. He's hilarious. <laughs> They're just, I don't know. He's hes bringing a lot of levity to the room. It's funny. Daniel so Pacente agrees with Dennis. You hit the nail on the head. If you're playing long-term game, your brand is everything. Yeah, I mean, you have to, like, that's why, that's why I am by the book. I am by the book because I don't want to have anything. I want to sleep well at night. And I do right. because I just keep it by the book. Of course, I've got my haters. I think, you know, most, most people who've been doing this for, close to four years or even not as long we have people that don't like us for whatever reason that is fine comes with the territory a lot of people say it's a sign that you're doing something right and that's how i choose to look at it but same time like you can try and get me i promise me i promise you you're not going to be able to get me there's nothing you can get me on dennis is the same way 
Dennis, we have a lot to lose. We have families. We have professional careers. We have a lot to lose. We're not going to give you something to get us on. We'd be complete morons to do that. And when people have done that, that have been in our shoes that have families and careers, they, they acted upon a moronic moment. And maybe no, our- I'm with you. I'm with you. You just, I mean, just, I think if, if you're just being yourself, I mean, it's funny because we talk about this, like, and I know I, I, I bring it up like, and, and I guess some people could probably look at, well, are, do you feel guilty or why are you so concerned or so worried? Is that a sign of guilt? Um, and no, I'm just a paranoid person. <laughs> I'm paranoid because I want to make sure I represent the people that matter to me properly. And I'm not worried. I'm not going to do that. I just get nervous about people's over the top reactions to things and they dig in and go, well, I obviously this person's obviously doing something. And I go, well, how in the world can I prove that I'm not? That's kind of, but I think at the end of the day though, if you're, if you have that integrity, it's not hard. You just, you're going to be yourself. You're going to do all the things you're supposed to do. You're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to evolve. And it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be something you have to work at. It's just natural because you're going to be a good person. You're going to try to do the right thing. You're going to try to treat people right. And be authentic and be honest. And I mean, that's the best thing you can do is be transparent, authentic, and honest. And even engage some of the crazy, you know, engage some of the crazy conversations. Sometimes it's okay because maybe you can learn something. You never know. And yeah, th- thanks, Dan, know. the card, man. I, I appreciate your comment on the hair. I, I worked really hard on that tonight. <laughs> the curls and the music, <laughs> musical skills get the girls. For sure. And, you know, there is something to be said, I I suppose, for listening to your critics and them keeping you on your toes. And I think that does apply. I mean, we listen, when I say that you can't get me on anything, I I put nothing out there for you to get me on. Well, that is only good up until right now. If I make a mistake moving forward, now you you might be able to get me on something. So, you know, we are motivated and encouraged to stay on the straight and narrow and to represent the hobby the way that is authentic and, and with integrity. And I try to do that. Dennis tries to do that. The people that I am friends with in this hobby try to do that. And I, and some don't always succeed. You know, you're not, you're not going to be perfect. Not everyone's going to be perfect hundred percent of the time. I just don't think that's the case. No, it's true. Very true. Will Greer says, I can't stand those guys who just keep bringing up old stuff, elbow cough. So I guess uh, that's an ode to his his name, Will Greer, investor. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. There's a, I mean, I'll be honest, like this is a great conversation, but the comment section tonight is killing me. It's so funny. There's a lot of really fun. You guys are really great. Great Cardboard Heel says, the hobby might not get you, but karma will. I love this one, Dennis. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of funny stuff in there. I, I'm, I'm seeing it too. Bob yep. Boozle, the source of funny. Uh, but this one's really important because, and I think it does tie into, you know, the fact that a lot of people who get caught doing something wrong have done other yeah. things wrong too. And mm-hmm. karma got them because they've done things wrong multiple times. And yeah, the hobby may not get you, but, but when it does, the when the hobby gets you, oh, the boy. hobby gets you to the point where a lot of people just want out because they don't want to sit there and they don't want to just sit there and face the lynch mob. They don't want to do that. They want to take care of their mental space so they can be there for their family and likely their non-hobby related career um, at the same time. 
Yeah, uh, Mike is... Tanya says, what's it called when you place a mega bid with no intention on paying in order to increase the value of your collection? Is that also shilling? I think that is a form of shilling. I believe yeah, it is so. a form of shilling. I don't think that's what, what if, if I don't, well, we know that's not what Rob was doing. Rob wasn't trying to increase the value of his collection. That wasn't, at least that's what I, I don't think that's what he was trying to do. If Mike, if that's you're kind of yeah. trying to be cute and saying that's what he was doing, um, I don't think so. But to take the question at face value, um, if you are placing a bid without the intention of paying, I think that is a form of shill bidding. I think technically, maybe I'm wrong. I think technically shill bidding is bidding on your own item, which is just I don't, not, not, yeah, not, I don't, you're not allowed to do that. But if you're bidding know if on, that, on an arm's length party's item yeah. without the intention of paying, well, now you're just violating you're violating the contract of what a bid is. And that's yeah, exactly. And, that's, and what is that, yeah. Mike? It's bad. Don't don't freaking do it. Don't do that. Don't, no, absolutely not. If you do are that. going to place a mega bid for whatever a mega bid is, if you're gonna place a bid that is super crazy, you have to be willing to pay that auction if there is another person who made a same crazy ass bid and drove you up. You just have to do that. And mm -hmm. I bet you, I bet you, whatever you want to bet that Rob wishes that he had that mindset and paid that damn bill and could have avoided all of this. Yeah. And we're also, we're all, I mean, we talk about him a lot tonight, but I mean, just keep in mind that wasn't, it wasn't just, I wasn't just thinking about him. You know, I was just using that particular situation as an example of like, okay, how do we move forward from here when it comes to something else? I mean, there's, I just, I don't know, man, depending on what the, the infraction is, you know, is there a way to be more forgiving as a hobby? I wonder. I don't know. It depends I on, yeah, it that depends. I think, I think what you're saying, Dennis, is, yeah, like, first of all, before we lynch mob somebody, let's truly assess the severity of their infraction. Maybe there needs to be some sort of committee. Maybe there needs to be a review on what did they do? And then, and then like, not that anyone's going to listen to what a committee would say. Everyone, yeah. every content creator out there, Instagram account can do what they want, right? But it might be nice if before somebody was lynched that they were at, that there was actually like, you know, consensus was that, uh, that they deserve it. Uh, Greggy Boy, welcome to the show to Greg and his father. I got to meet Greggy Boy at the expo. Hobby Champ says, can we talk about how absurd it is to trash content creators who do interview content for having people on who have gone on to do bad things. Yeah, I mean, listen, Barbara Walters has interviewed mass murderers. Does that make Barbara Walters a bad person? That is absolutely ridiculous, Hobby Champs. I agree. That's just that's just clickbaity. That that's uh that is that is cheap and weak, is what that is. Cheap and weak. Like you don't have an imagination if that's what you're if you're coming after people uh for that. Yeah, well, I don't go ahead. That doesn't, yeah, no, Isaac, that's, I don't even think that's worth a comment. I don't, I don't, yeah, no one should wild, ever be. Yeah. Wild card says, if you get canceled, it must be tough to unload your collection as an influencer who regularly shows off your cards. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say for that for sure. Mid Atlantic says, for what it's worth, I didn't pay for an auction once. I totally forgot about it. And when I remember, uh -oh. it was too late. It wasn't uh -oh. a big buy, but I do feel badly. Life goes on and I'm happy to own up to it. No, and you've been canceled, Mid Atlantic. You have now been canceled. No, nope, not good enough. All right, everybody, everybody, go and follow him. Cancel Mid Atlantic. There he is. So, he just said listen, it. 
but, but he, admitted caught, he admitted it before getting caught. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Cardboard, no, it's true. That's true. It's true. Yeah, cardboard heel. He who has not shill bid, let them cast the first stone. Let's be real, guys. This hobby was built on shill bidding. Oh, this is turning an interesting as, direction. As soon as you have, as soon as you have a, this blind auction system, which is based on the fact that we are on the internet, uh, we're going to have nefarious activity, and that's why. Listen, I certainly do not condone shill bidding, but I accept it as part of the the playing field. So when I'm bidding on cards, it's like it's a tax that we almost all. If you want to buy cards online on auction, you almost have to assume that every so often you're going to be the victim of, of a shill bid, whether it costs you an extra 50 cents or five grand or 50, whatever it is. I, I personally, so that I can keep on buying cards I want, I just look at it as a bit of a tax to play. And I'm, it's not going to stop me from buying cards that I really, really want. Yeah. Loud Collector says, Barbara Walters was a looker back in the day. Let me tell you, Dan pays me the ultimate compliment. I have better hair than Barbara <laughs> Walters. I do not know how that's possible, Dan, but I will take it. I will take it. Bob oh, Boozle, boy. let's see what he says. Santa Claus is going to make multiple pit stops at the Coal Factory as he visits sports card collections this year. This year. Yeah, he might be. He might be. Well, the year's not finished. So the hopefully uh, we, we, we end on a good note and maybe there's someone else who's going to step up and create a really awesome podcast and, and grow naturally and organically. Integrity. Yeah, no bot. Don't don't buy followers. People will see right through it. So quick change of topic. Complete change just for a moment. Do it. So when I throughout the year, I keep all of my um all my purchases for the year in a separate pile. So that at the end of the year, I know what I picked up that year, and then I can go through it and kind of come up with and do a post or a video on like my my top my favorite pickups of the year. And um, so. <laughs> My favorite pickups of the year, right here. I'm not going to show them now, but I am. I am kind of preparing. Oh, what a that. tease! What a I tease! I don't. And here, here's the thing. There's still a, there's still a month left in the year, but pretty much for me, it's not what I bought. It's what's arrived and landed. So I don't think anything I buy in the in the month of December. And I'm on a I'm on a, a budget right now. I'm not buying a lot right now. So I will be buying some cards on Sunday. I know that for sure. But I don't think that they're going to land by end of year. So. I'm about ready now to post my sort of uh, top pickups of the year. Looking forward nice. to doing that. I encourage other people to do that too. It's definitely a nice way to look back and kind of assess your year in the hobby, um, mm -hmm. especially if you are still in the hobby. Uh, Bill Jones says, shill bidding is a crime. You are profiting and or robbing honest buyers from their cash. Yeah, 100%. Shill yeah. bidding, bidding without the intention to pay. Now, just back to therapist when he placed the bid i do not believe that he did not intend to pay after he won and he's like wait a second it changed there was a shift i think the bid the intention at the time of placing the bid wasn't to shill i think it was to win the auction for a lot less than that high bid but it wasn't to shill i think yeah. i think looking back now we can say and people are saying that look it kind of became a shill bid afterwards. But to me, a worse infraction is to place a bid at the outset as a shill. That is a worse infraction uh, to me, to me. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say LGC. I He's social, I'll be influenced. 
I didn't. Uh, I didn't take Hobby Champ's comment uh, against me uh, at all. At all. I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Oh, um, the hair. One, the hair one, I think. Yeah. This one here, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I did not take that against against Hobby Champs whatsoever. I was completely agreeing with him. LGC, totally. I'm sorry that that was taken. Uh, that my my words were not interpreted uh, as I intended there. Yeah. Uh, baseball says, please don't show your pickups. I'll be influenced. Yeah, I can't show them. Not here don't on taking it. stock. Not here on taking stock. No. Sorry, Dennis. You were saying something before about a comment. No, I think it was that. It was please don't show them. I'll be influenced. Oh, I um yeah. I uh or um you, you were talking about. I I feel like the apology video just kind of was a little funky. It it probably didn't land the right way, and and it, it kind of confused it. You know, right from the onset, I know that a lot of folks had a similar opinion. Okay, this person's actually okay. He's making it right. He's He's doing he's doing the things he's supposed to do. He's making everyone whole. Okay, so I kind of thought, well, that's unfortunate, you know. But you know, he should be, you know, hopefully he'll survive it. You know, should be fine. But it just seemed like going boom, and then all of a sudden, and that's why I feel like, geez, Louise, like again, you know, the reactions are pretty intense these days with anything. Um, so I mean, how many people are absolutely perfect in the audience right now that have never made a mistake? that have never, you know, had one too many drinks and drove home or something like that, or done something, you know, not ter terribly illegal, just, you know, those little things, the little white lies. Most folks have had those things happen in their lives. And I think so when you talk about integrity, yeah, it's, you want to have integrity, but nobody's perfect. Nobody's batting a thousand. So it's really that, I guess that's where I come from, from like my heart when I think about it. So I have this sort of compassion and sympathy for people that, you know, kind of fall from grace I've done that with a lot of my friends. I've had friends and, and people I've known. And I just, I feel like I tend to run to those kinds of people because I feel really bad. And I, I just, it's terrible. I couldn't imagine being in that situation. Um, so I just have like a heart for that, so to speak. I don't know. I'm, I'm going on a tangent here, but that's kind of where my mind is with all of this. Yeah, no, I mean, very fair. Bob Boozel says, I make mistakes all the time. I'm lucky I have alcohol alcoholism <laughs> to blame. Don't want to laugh at that but uh no 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 i'm sure bob boozle is just uh having some some fun I, I believe i believe mike nanya says do you believe rob when he said he didn't pay because he thought it was shilled i mean i'm 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 60 believing him on that uh i just don't know that he knew how to read bid history i, I that, that's kind of where i land on that one not bid I, Interpreting bid history can be complex. It really can be. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, there were three bids that he thought were crazy high. So maybe he did think that he was that he was shilled. But I didn't, I'll tell you what, to me though, Mike, it did not look like shill bidding to me, like very clearly. And I am not the best at interpreting uh, bid data, but that did not look like shill bidding for me. Uh, Bill Jones says, only reason for non-payment is if you find shill bidding. Otherwise, it is no different than standing at a cash register and refusing to pay. I mean, yeah, it's a little it's bit true. different because when you're a cash register, it's not an auction. Auctions are very unique. A, a, it's, a, it's a unique uh, you know, market marketplace. But I hear what you're saying, Bill. And yeah, I mean, you place a bid, you goddamn pay. You win, you pay. Exactly. I'm, I'm sitting here yelling at that. Yeah, head. yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy literally got scary there. So if anybody mm -hmm. doesn't watch this whole video, but just watches around, go back and watch 58 minutes right at that queue, and you'll learn what you should not do in the hobby real fast. It'll be intense. Jeremy just told you, don't show that. Hey, if you're, I have, I have paid more than I've wanted to before because I guaranteed. 
I've never even considered not paying an auction. Like it, it hasn't even entered my mind. So I don't I'm, think that, anyone's. I find that highly disappointing. I don't. I don't think anyone's ever going to do that again after all of this. I think if there's anything, I mean, maybe there's a silver lining there that now you know no one's going to do it again because they're going to be like, "Good lord, I don't." You know, whether you're creating content or not, it's just not. It's not good to do that. Um, Trader Trader Griff says, "Why put in a bid that was higher than you were willing to pay? That's a rookie mistake." Yeah, I mean, listen, if you don't have a lot of experience putting in a mega bid just to use that term to, to describe what we're talking about, um, then you do put in a mega bid and you are bid up to close to that max. That is probably quite shocking. I once pushed somebody right up. This card was worth 250 bucks. I wanted it badly. I bid $1,111.11 with two seconds left. As soon as it turned over, it was red. You had been outbid. And I made someone else pay $1,136. And I felt terrible for that person. I don't know if it got paid or not. I didn't follow up like the guy in this case did. I just let it go. And, um, but had I, you know, had I had to pay 1100 bucks, I would have been devastated financially, but I would have paid the bill. I would have sucked it up and paid it nonetheless. I mean, that's just what you do. Random sports, you win, you pay. Yeah, it really is as simple as that. Uh, cardboard heel. What drives me crazy is when an influencer gives its audience bad advice for personal gains. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, the, yeah, that that's called pumping and dumping. I believe that's like, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. Random says I've been selling on eBay for over 20 years. I get 20 non-payers every year, right? That's 20 people who did the same thing that, that therapists did and are, and are walking around freely Probably some, probably one of them is in our audience right now, maybe sort of thing. <coughs> Dan, the card man says, I believe he placed the bid a few days before the auction ended too. rookie error. If that is the case, then yeah, that's a rookie error. Someone above said he only had, yeah, right here. Random says, uh, he only, I believe him. He says he only had 415 eBay feedback. So in the school scheme, I think that's not a lot of feedback. So let's do, let's do this because I think, yeah. right, I know it's obvious that Rob's a bigger focus because of what just happened, but kind of bringing it back around, you know, I'm going to ask the, the the chat. I want you guys, if you can get serious for a minute, you've got a lot of funny stuff going on, which I think is, again, I can tell you, I love it. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, what do you need to do to get back in the good graces? Is it even possible? In the chat, tell me, what do you do? If you're say say I do something like say I don't pay for an auction, I, I overbid over my head, I, I I shouldn't have done it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and and I don't and I, I don't tell everybody right away. I get caught, blah blah blah. The whole thing happens. What am I supposed to do in that situation? Like talk, be my PR person. Tell me what 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 would be acceptable in your minds. I know everybody's not going to agree, but what do you do? How do you handle well, that? So random esports has already replied and said he should apologize. Well, he did apologize. People don't believe him. Like people, an apology to just to respond to random esports, an apology in this hobby is not good enough. So try again, please, because that did not work. And he did apologize. He apologized and, and I believe he meant it. So that's not the answer. Try again, please. 
<laughs> Yankees fan says, now I know why I had to, had to pay eleven thirty two for a Jeremy Lee rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Yankees fan. Uh, Trader Griff says, I had two people asked to cancel bids after winning auctions this weekend. I hope they both get herpes. Maybe they already have herpes. Who they knows, Trader? Who knows? Okay, random, random tries again. Okay, apologize and give away 100 cards. So really what you're saying here is apologize and make it finan- make financially whole the victim or victims. I think that's a great start. If you're going to go out of pocket for hard cold cash, I think that's that is something that you're you're going to remember that. You're now you've paid the price financially yep. and you probably don't want to do it again at that point. The last the last you know Dan the Cardman and Bob Boozle have two really good ones. You can kind of ring them together here. Yeah. Diane's so first. Dan- this is good. Then the card meant to stick around, take a break if needed, but don't run for the hills. Earn the trust back if you can by sticking around. Yeah, the issue there, though, Dan, is that is that he knew what was about to come from cha- from from channels like yours and others. Not nothing against Dan the card man, but what I mean is channels that put other people's faces on their on on their thumbnails and make videos for two weeks about it. People, he just didn't want to deal with that. He did not want to deal with that and just have to sit there and get lashed over and over and over again by the lynch mob of content creators who weren't going to let him take a break. So I understand the sentiment, Dan, but it's just not, it's just not always reasonable for everybody. You know, it's just not a reasonable, it's just not a reasonable thing for some people. It's fine. Some people have very thick skin and will do that. He wasn't willing to sit there and take it and just get, hammered over and over and over again on Instagram stories and YouTube th- and, and YouTube videos. So I understand and I do appreciate the sentiment, Dan, but it's not going to be reasonable for everybody. Bob Boozle says, commit to ultra transparency, show his bids and buys for anyone that cares to know. Love that one. I think that's a really good one. I don't know if it's complete enough. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Sean Red says, I don't think he can come back now. His name is Mud. Well, that's because of what I was just saying. I mean, you want to sit there and watch your like if you have the if if you are if you are literally getting lynched by lynch mob and getting hit by baseball bats and kicked in the gut, wouldn't you rather just like st- step outside your body and, and and walk away and not sit there and watch it happen? I think that's that's sort of the thing. Yet it still happened. He still he still has this has still happened to him. Baseball card says to be fair, he apologized while trying to reason why he did it. Yeah. Yeah. He maybe said a few things in that video that didn't help his cause. Uh, Wildcard says, don't delete all your accounts, fess up, make things right. Yeah. I mean, he did take some extreme measures to save his psychology, to save his mental state. I think he did it out of self-preservation, not for any other reason. Hockey cards, gong show podcast says as a trusted voice, there might not be a comeback. Yeah. That's also quite a reasonable situation for there to be right now west texas pray 50 hail marys and no ice cream for three months forgiven if only it were that easy hobby Hmm. champ says i wouldn't apologize i would say i messed up i won't do it again i'm moving on and you should too because it's done i like that one i like that one i mean and some people won't forgive him, and some people will continue to call him out for what happened and that's what i that's what i think if you're if you're a creator and you have a, a following you're gonna lose a lot of those people right that's just naturally gonna happen okay that's that's sort of the punishment people certain people are not going to listen to you anymore there's your punishment but there are going to be people like hobby champs maybe who will go yeah i'll still listen to what you have to say about cards 
if you're going to start grandstanding and soapboxing about people doing nefarious things, yeah, I might come off a little weird, might not land right, but don't talk about those things. Maybe you just veer in this direction and go, all right, I'm just going to hang out over here for a while. And yeah, the hobby never forgets. I get that. I mean, people are talking about stuff with somebody that they did, you know, 25 years ago, but that's what our world's doing. You see it in society. People are dragging up, dragging up stuff people did 25 years ago. I'm not saying terrible things. Of course, that's important to know, but like just, you know, people growing up and making silly mistakes or whatever, and they're using it against people. That's, that's like, that's our society. That happens all the time. But I think that, you know, just pivot, I guess, maybe it's easy for me to say that though. I'm not in his situation. Right. That's, so, a, that, that's key right there. Like until yeah. you're, until you've been attacked publicly in this environment, in this He's, hobby, yeah, it's hard. That's really hard. easy to say what he should have done. It's really easy to say that he should or shouldn't have done something. Just wait until it's you. Just wait until it's you. Cardboard heel says, will people ever look at him the same way? I think running away, it makes him look cowardly and weak. He doesn't care how it makes him look at this point though. He, I'd rather, I'd probably rather look cowardly and weak than sit there and just let somebody continue to bash me in the head with a baseball bat. So I, I think uh, Daniel Pincente, acknowledge a mistake, learn the lesson, strive to do better. Yeah, fair. Mike Nanya says, canceled himself. Yes, he did. Joe Hobby, who benefited from his actions? Isn't this an important question? There is still something we don't know. I don't. I don't know that there's anything there. I don't think anybody benefited from his actions. I mean, the the underbidder owns the card now, paid. 1700 bucks for it. Rob offered to pay him the difference between the third bid and that, which was like 800 bucks. The modest guy turned down that offer. So I don't think anybody who benefited, the seller of the card benefited, but he didn't have to. Rob was willing to make that right. Rob was willing to pay off the guy who paid the extra 800 bucks and then pay off the seller as well to make we all better. So we all benefited and we have something to talk about for the last two years. There weeks. you go. That There you go. There you go. Uh, Dan, that's if that's in response to my comments, I appreciate that response. Uh, Mid-Atlantic says he should participate in the hobby. He just shouldn't claim any high ground or moral authority because he will always have the hypocrite label attached. 100% true. He would, if he were to come back, and this goes for anybody, this goes for card porn or Shea Wave logs or anybody, if they come back, they have to have a whole new sort of shtick type of thing, I guess. Maybe, maybe not. I don't want to say that. I feel bad saying that because I don't want to tell anyone what to do, but... Anyway, change your name to something silly, then, then eavesdrop on the hobby gossip. Okay, Will Greer, living up to uh, to your name there. Baseball yeah. says, I think you apologize while owning the mistake, even if you think you had a good reason to not pay. It came across as an excuse, not an apology. Fair, very fair comment. I, I agree, but I think I do believe the apology was authentic. I do now. He did get caught. I, I recognize that. But in getting caught, it caused him to, I think, go in mentally to really feel bad for what he did. Maybe I'm wrong. Tom Newman says, Shave versus therapist, fight for death, comes back to the hobby. Uh, he should offer three, free therapy for anyone that now has anxiety or trust issues with it. Uh, U.S. Sports, I wonder if the concept of a mega bid is a way that some people gamble in the hobby on auctions. I've placed my share of mega bids. I don't consider gambling. I said to Brent, uh, to, to Deep Value the other day, when he said, I've never made a mega bid because I'm too scared that I'm being just, he said, because there's too much shill bidding going on. I go, you've never wanted a card bad enough. I've wanted several cards bad enough. So I've made my share of mega bids. Dan, the card man says it would have been good to show the purchase history on eBay to prove it was only those two items. Yeah, fair. That would that would have definitely helped for sure. 
Dan's Vintage says, Ty from Chasing Cardboard came back essentially by sticking around, giving away some cards and persevering. I think Dan the Cardman does have a point. Doesn't mean that just because one person did it, the other person, it's right for that other person too. Everybody's different. I think we all understand yeah. that. Might still be the right prescription. Doesn't mean that he's going to take the medicine. The other thing is that Ty, and I don't know the detail. I didn't follow sure. the details of that totally that closely. So forgive me if I'm completely wrong here, but I don't think that Ty ever believed he did anything wrong. And that's a key difference because Rob knew he did something wrong. I don't think Ty ever thought he did something wrong. If I'm right about that, if that is in fact the case, that he in fact did not think he ever did anything wrong, then it's a different situation. Uh, I cannot wait. Do nothing. Who cares? I don't hate him. The hobby shouldn't either. And Jeremy from Fowl Fieball is a very reasonable and um, just a, a real nice guy. I've met him several times at the Burbank show. Des, uh, sorry, uh, Dennis, what were you going to say? I just can't wait till you get some of these comments that are coming. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's run through. Uh, Joe Hobby, <laughs> deleting your accounts is a card porn type move. Seems like there is more to it. So, yeah, Joe, you've said that a few times already. I think you're barking up the wrong tree. Anani says card porn is gone. Now SCT both disappeared like a flyby. Baseball says I would come on this show or one similar and kind of face the music, take it on the chin, own it, ask for forgiveness, and then decide if you want to continue creating content. I think that's a great idea. I might reach out to him and offer him the platform. Say, hey, do you want to come on and address the hobby when you're ready? That might not be like, I'm willing to give the guy as long as he wants. Like he owes me nothing. Uh, hobby champs cardboard card porn is a damn crook no returning from that big difference i mean that was what he did was, was legit different. fraudulent counterfeiting it like it was yeah. it was that's bad that's that's a completely different level of crime u.s yep. sports cards i think the chasing cardboard scenario was another case study this year with those rock cards honestly dpz i think the best thing to do is whatever helps someone sleep at night and i think i think that's fair like at the end of the day no matter what you've done by especially if it's not paying for an auction. Um, I think you, and you know that you're being, you're going to be lynched now for, you know, a month or two. I think you have to go into self-preservation mode and really be there for your family and, and your career. So you can keep on putting food on the table. Currency projects says accountability is more important to me than an apology. Talk is cheap actions, speak volumes. Transparency is going to go a long way for him going forward. I agree. I don't know that the hobby was willing to give him the time to prove that to, to, to show point. action. That's the I, like, whole point of this whole he conversation. Off before right. he could do that, though, currency. That's the and whole that's, point. Uh, that's what he recognized. He knew what was coming. He'd seen it happen before, I believe. Trader Griff says he should have gone on Sports Card Radio to explain himself and get it over with. Not a bad idea. I mean, the Sports Card Radio yeah. guys, they're not going to let you, they're not going to let you get away with anything. They're, they're going to, they're going to. They're going to come at you. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe maybe that would have been uh, the, the yeah. right move for him. Uh, Dan yeah, the yeah. Cardman would be another good platform because Dan's going to ask you all the tough questions. Yeah, all right. Dan's a good guy. Uh, U.S. says, like Kenny Rogers said, you have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, know when to walk that's away, great. and know when to run. I think that's uh, well said. That's pretty much the comment right there. <laughs> that's Dan great. Says, good job. He's probably watching the stream right now. He's not watching the stream right now. I am almost certain he is not. Part of what he did was to completely turn off hobby content. He is not creating it. He is not consuming it. I guarantee you. 99% certain he is not watching this or has not watched anything. He has no idea what people are saying about him right now. 
None of it. Guarantee you. Otherwise, there would, would have been no point for him doing what he did. Off-topic question here from Cardboard Heel. Greffy, Ken Griffey Jr. was a great player, and if not for injuries, he'd be the home run king. But does not winning a World Series hurt how people see him in no. 50 years? Absolutely I don't think not. so. No. There, this there is a fun little – this is this, that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, this is a fun little off-topic since we've been really, you know, kicking, kicking the other one. This, I think – this is the hobby, and this is something else I was talking about on on, a, on another show. The collectible cards and collectible athletes, it, you transcend. And some people go, "Well, how long does it go?" Well, as long as you and I are going to be alive, he's going to matter, okay? And that's for a while, hopefully, right? And our kids are going to learn how important he is, and Wayne Gretzky and all these people. It's not like they're going to not matter. Obviously, Wayne's a different story; he's very different. But no, I think you transcend the sport; it, it matters more. And I think he, even more than Mike Trout, other athletes that may not win a ring. In baseball, I think he, he's just such a bigger. He's just a he's a big big deal. Yeah, generation he's a kid. I mean, yeah. he's uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is is bigger. He transcends. He just transcends the, the sport and sports cards. I, I think you're yeah. right. I don't think it matters that he didn't win the World Series. Um, I think that it'll be subject to this conversation that'll probably continue to happen long yeah. after we're gone. Right. Oh, uh, maybe not. Maybe not out long after we're gone, because really he is probably he's extremely popular with people who were watching baseball in, you know, 89 to 99 type of thing. And if you were alive watching in that time period, but he also had the sweetest swing going. And you also think about cards too. see this cardboard being 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 relevant within the hobby space is a whole nother thing. And I think that that 89 upper deck card. And all the cards that came in in that golden years, which I think the golden years of the 90s, all the inserts, all these cool, that gives us some, that's immense from a hobby perspective, him as a player. Like it does Jordan, like it does Kobe, like it does LeBron, you know, and some of the, you know, it, we'll see with like Patrick Mahomes and Luke and all these, these, these more modern players. But that matters too, because collectors that collected were collecting him during that whole generation. They were collecting him. You know, not as many were collecting Barry Bonds. Not as many were collecting Mark McGuire or Jose Canseco. Um, they were collecting him. So, I don't know. I think that matters, too. What about, like, Sosa, McGuire, Bonds, those guys back in the day? Mike Mussina, like, Ryan Klesko. I mean, these guys were all being – Mike Piazza. They were all being collected heavily. Uh, Todd McDonald, Scott Oh, well, yeah, Todd Van, Todd Van Poppel, Kevin Moss. I know you can keep going, but I, it's not – he – is still yet today he was that guy you know those guys were all great it's like all these players that are great now but there's only that one guy that's why prospecting so dangerous it's like think about wayne gretzky connor mcdavid mario lemieux i mean you you can go on one hand to talk about the relevant players in hockey right you start i'm sure you can go off more than one hand i'm sure but you know what i mean you just there's players that just transcend the sport transcend the hobby. And it depends on the sport, actually. There's a really good comment here from uh, from Ace Baseball. Career stats hold more weight than championships in baseball for whatever reason. I think that reason yeah. is that no single player can win a world championship, whereas right. in basketball, a single player can have a humongous impact on its team's ability to win a championship. In tennis, it's a, tennis, golf, one-man sport, right? For the unless you're playing doubles or team, right? But really, right. it's up to one person. Football, the quarterback does have a really large impact on the result of a game, especially if they have a skilled receiver uh, to play with. That that that's well, a, that's well, a, right? a tandem like that 
is huge. In hockey, in it's hockey. it's not it's sort of in the middle. You know, you you're yeah. not one player cannot win a championship in hockey unless a goalie puts up a stone wall and just doesn't let anything in. But no single player in in baseball or hockey are going to win a championship for a team. I think it's less important. I think that might be uh, part of the reason, if not the whole reason, for what you're saying here, ace baseball cards, I believe. So so do you think, let me answer this question for us, never, all the hockey fans out there, is Wayne Gretzky winning four cups without Grant Fuhrer? I, I mean, who knows? Well, first of all, yes, he is, because they had Andy Moog, who was also a great goal. That's right, player. Andy Moog. Yeah. But they also, you know, he also had Mark Messier, Paul Coffey, Yari Curry, Charlie Huddy. Uh, he had a stacked team, top to bottom. Like, you know, it's a, but he had a team with him. He didn't win it in LA, didn't win it in LA. And he had, he had, a, he, he caused Bernie Nichols to score 150 points, didn't with 60 goals, didn't, didn't win it there. So even Gretzky, you know, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's pretty darn effective at winning championships and, and, and carrying his team, but he also had Pippen and Rodman. I mean, he had a team as well. So it's, uh, you know, these are these are team sports. U.S. sports cards, we'd love fun, to hear my fun, opinion. Patrick yeah. Kane going to the – I love Patrick Kane on the Red Wings. I think it's a great place for yeah, him. That's cool. Did I not say Mark Messier? Did I forget to you, say Mark You said Mark. You said Mess. You said Mess. Yeah, you said How mess. about Nolan Ryan? I mean, fire sports cards. To me, Nolan Ryan is like the best pitcher ever. I yeah. love Nolan Ryan seven no hitters you know no Cy Youngs no Cy Young that's just that's, that's just crazy. silly I'm not gonna hold that against him easy I know no one will that, no it's one like will. just bad timing like look yeah. at all of his look at all his the his strikeout count the, the the longevity of his career that he that he beat the crap out of uh was it Jim Abbott like he yeah. I mean these no, are these Robert are, Ben he didn't Ventura, Ventura, Jim Abbott had one hand sorry it was Ventura yeah Jim Abbott was uh, was handicapped with only one hand, right? He's, yes, that's the... <laughs> that would have been terrible. That so was he, he would have he would have had to cancel himself then. Cancel himself if that's the case. Um, Gretzky wow. was the chosen one. That's right, Bob that's Boozle. That's right. Dan that's the Cardman. What Jeremy just explained is a big driver for the values and pricing in soccer. Too many people chasing one player, not realizing it's not a one man game. So many deals to be made on goats. There you go, Dan the Cardman. Didn't even know I was talking about soccer, and I was talking about soccer. You know what, Jeremy? This is a fun deviation. It's almost like this should be our next episode next uh, next month, like talking oh. about all this stuff. Man, this could go for days. This is great. Maybe maybe the next time we do a show, which yeah. we'll do, we'll do at least one in December. Maybe yeah. we just do an open mic sort of thing. We just come on without it without yeah. a topic, and we just, just do, do open it. mic. Just comments only maybe that'll be a taking stock on your comments maybe that'll yeah. be yeah yeah you awesome. want to do that let's do it all right that'd be great nice break unless from all you, the heavy talk unless you guys in the chat tell us that's just a dumb idea and we're, we're open to that feedback too uh yeah. then we can uh we can try and come up with it with it with a topic but i think that could be a lot of fun a lot it's of fun, fun to freestyle right it's fun to freestyle that's so fun yeah that's awesome dan's vintage awesome. come on Dan. Are comments because these come comments on, are just terrific i was talking about nolan ryan not me not me. Baseball, <laughs> baseball says also baseball. <laughs> baseball has always had That's very so particular funny. numbers to make the Hall of Fame compared to other sports. So that goes into why they're weighted more as well. As well. 
LGC says, invite Dan the Cardman onto taking stock. We've never uh, we've never had a guest. This is a it's a, you know predominantly this is a two man show. Uh, one of us can one of us can carry us to the championship here. That didn't tie in very well, did it? Um, no, didn't. <laughs> and chicks. Why are gaming patches of Gretzky so com- so cheap compared to other goats? I'm buying them all. Why yeah. is that? Yeah. Why? Because because hockey is the least collected out of probably the four sports, but it is the second most passionately collected. I'll tell you that much. After oh, yeah. only baseball. After only baseball. Yeah. At least in North America. I'm not. I'm not bringing really soccer into that because I don't right. follow. The soccer market in places like Australia, where Dan the Cardman is, places like Europe and and South Africa and South America. I just don't really know what's going on in those in those markets. Cardboard heel. I think all players play sports to win, and if you don't win, it leaves a big void in your career resume. I think it leaves a bigger void in their in their minds than anybody else's. That's I care about right. that more. I care for them more than I care for us who didn't get it. Dan the Cardman. Only one bald guy is allowed per stream. I'd ruin the dynamic. Well, I, I mean, I can't, I can't grow hair that quick, Dan. So, if that's a rule we're sticking with, then, uh, then we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait a while for sure. Yeah, Bob's big yeah. boy says Chicago showed two weeks ago was eighty percent football sales. Basketball and baseball were colder than a winter breeze, and maybe that's just uh, being, you know, the 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 time of year, the off season, perhaps. A uh, possible topic Sean Red proposes: top ten goats collectible players. In each sport, hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to drive that though. I'd want the chat to drive it. You know, I'll I'll mention my favorites, but it's not like we're it's not like we're well, gonna put well, down. Yeah, the, we're not gonna rule with an iron fist. These are the top ten. Absolutely not. Well, we talked about that. I mean, that, that's a great idea, Sean, because we talked about that. Uh, Jeremy and I did. We had a conversation. It was, it was a few months back. Like, hey, this would be a great topic. Let's name your top. Make it tough. Make it top five most collectible. Pl- I we actually was most collectible players in the hobby. Top five, but I think that might have been. That topic might 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 be kind of beaten up already. So well, maybe so what you're saying earlier in the episode, I, I made mention of a few accounts on Instagram who are influencers, even though they don't do a podcast or have a YouTube channel. MK Sports Cards is one of them. If you're not following MK Sports Cards on Instagram, well, you probably are. He put out a post on his story just a couple days ago, listed the top ten most like uh, important collect people to collect in hobby history. And in that list, he had he had all the, he had Mantle and Ruth and Jordan and LeBron and Messi and uh, Gretzky, um, whoever else, Brady, of course. But he also had Charizard in there. And I shook. I said, I said, I wrote. I go, you can't put Charizard. Charizard's not a person. Char, Charizard is not worthy of that list. First of all, it's I. I am not a huge fan of the way TCG collecting has kind of become morphed with sports card collecting. Like, I'm just not a personal fan of that. I, I'm mm. not saying it's not part of the hobby, but you have sports cards. Mm. My show is called Sports Cards Live. I have covered some Pokemon stuff in the past, but I've been very like vocal at the beginning saying, I'm a sports card content creator. I am not here to create content about anything but sports cards, even though sometimes I talk about if I collect a Rolling Stones card or a Beatles card. But to me, I'm just not a big fan of the way that TCG is lumped in with sports cards. They're two, they're two to me, different hobbies. Like I grew up collecting hockey, baseball, basketball, and football cards. Yeah. Still, that's what I collect. Like, like a dummy, I went and bought some Pokemon cards a couple of, you know, three and a half years ago. 
I didn't have any attachment to them. It was purely to ride the wave. And I'm like, ah, like I have no, I look at a Charizard card. I'm like, I, it, it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing for me. It right, doesn't right. hit any of my feels at all. So I was very, I said to, to MK, I'm like, you got to get Charizard off that list, buddy. Got to get, so people are saying here, um, he would never won a World Series. Bob Boozle <laughs> says he dates underage monsters. And, you know, the thing that a lot of people were saying for a long time about Charizard is, well, Charizard can't tear his ACL. Well, I know, yeah. Charizard cards are now performing as if he tore his ACL and had Tommy John <laughs> surgery. So Charizard can tear his ACL. I say that does not apply. He sure as heck can. He sure. Jeremy's can. Jeremy's hot on a couple a couple items tonight, man. He's he gets hot. Charizard and and don't show. All right. Well, here we go. Ace baseball. Never known the pain of. Yes, he does. He tore his ACL, like I just said, because his cards are performing <laughs> as if he did. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're at an hour and a half here, Dennis. Are we about yep. ready to wrap up? I think so. I think there's a lot of great. Uh, I think there's two things that that I'll take away from this episode. Um, it was great to talk through, you know, just in general. You know, I know we focused a lot on one person, but I wasn't merely my intention. I was probably a fool's errand. But um, I, I think that it was good to 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 hear from the from the group. You know, you know what, how they feel about the situation, and you know what would you do if if you were to you know fall and stumble? Um, obviously, it's something not ridiculously nefarious, and we we're just literally trying to harm others. Um, just a lapse in judgment, a poor decision. Um, how do you get back from that? It's interesting to learn, you know, what the hobby thinks. So I take that away and go, okay. Um, ignoring my ridiculous paranoia, which I'm just, you know, I'm a passionate guy. What are you gonna do? I also liked the turn. I like the conversation about athletes, you know, junior Gretzky, the championship conversation. That's awesome. As sports content people in general, those are fun conversations. And it almost kind of reminded me what we need to get back to, you know, this is a good conversation to have, but it's like, okay, now like hobby champ said, it's time to move on. It's yeah, time to move time on to on. something else. Yeah. And the next, next month's conversation, I'm looking forward to it. I think having everybody here, this, this, this uh, comment section is wild and awesome. Yeah. Funny. And so I'm looking forward to that conversation and, and like feeding off of what it, we can all, if, if we're just all having one big conversation because you read all the comments, which is really great about this program is that you involve everybody in the show. And that makes it like we're all just having one big fat conversation in a room and we're recording it. It's no one's well, more I, important than the other person. I love that. I did get off to a slow start with that originally tonight. I apologize, but we were just talking through uh, some stuff. Um, I wanted just a couple of, couple of takeaways here. So first of all, for next show, Dennis, Sean Red put out again. I'm just repeating this. The top 10 Got goats. Collect we can talk about that. U.S. sports card said, would love to hear topics about lessons learned over time to help new collectors. It seems like we could do a better job providing some good, simple guidance for folks not to get hurt early on. I think that's another good one. We can add that to next episode's agenda, but we're going to call on the chat to provide these lessons that you guys have learned to help newbies as well. So that's a good one. Trader Griff says, Charizard versus Jim Abbott, who you got? <laughs> I'm taking the human every time. I'm taking the one-handed human every time. Chad Chipper, we appreciate the great show, guys. Comment, thank you. Mike Nanya, appreciate your comment right there that you're enjoying this live. Bob's Big Boy says, um, yeah, feels like he's uh, filed for divorce from the hobby. No more counseling, no more therapy. And Cardboard Heel says, I only brought up the Griffey thing because I have ADD. That is okay. We uh, we like to talk about things on the show, and we will continue to do that. 
on a monthly or twice a month sort of uh, cadence. We're not holding ourselves to any strict schedule here, but this taking stock does happen on Tuesdays once or twice a month. That is the plan. We appreciate you guys tuning in on the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel or the Sports Card Dad YouTube channel or the Melting Wax Podcast YouTube channel. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.